Hello, my friends, and welcome to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm that guy from New Jersey, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer. If you've listened in the past, then you know I hail from Cat Swamp Road, and we get together here on Rural Radio, channel 147, every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, and then again with an encore of the same show Sunday at 6 p.m., and that is exclusively on Sirius XM. Hey, I got a new pin in my map thanks to Mr. Gene Worst that listens from sunny Las Vegas, Nevada. And if you do not know what this is about, I will tell you. I'm trying to glean where my audience is from, and if you like, a little bit about you and your operation or what you do. Gene is not a farmer, he's a car guy, and enjoys learning about machinery since a good portion of the topics on the show can cross over to most equipment. Hey, you know, the engine doesn't know what it's in, the fuel, the alternated hydraulic system, whatever. It doesn't know that it's in a combine or if it's in a hot rod, right? Or in a delivery truck, makes no difference, or a garbage truck, right? So I'd love to put a pin in my map for you. Yes, you. Just email me at hotrodfarmer at farmmachinerydigest.com and consider it done. I'll put a pin in my map and I will announce you on the show. And I'll also announce you on my Idle Chatter podcast. Now, I've had a couple of people who gave me, who blessed me with pins in the map, but they didn't want to be mentioned. And that that is fine. You just let me know. Say, hey, my name is Joe. I listen from from here in Montana, but I don't want to be mentioned. And I will honor that and I will be able to get a pin. Thank you for considering that. When I had my engine shop that was called Precise Automotive and Marine, I would say that about 90% of my customers were great, great people, wonderful people. 5% were difficult, and 5% were just an outright nightmare. And you know, being an engineer, I like to study data, so I did just that. You know, keep in mind that this was during a time when there were many people that liked cars but never had a hot rod, and they were coming into the marketplace, and that's a recipe for disaster. What I discovered were the 5% that were difficult simply did not understand. They never did this before, so the concept of a camshaft or torque converter that did not deliver as promised was unfathomable to them. And anybody, you know, you hot rod farmers out there, we all have a shed or a garage full of all of those parts that didn't work, and that's why years ago they started to have swap meets, right, to sell all that used stuff. This camshaft was supposed to work, this converter was supposed to stall to 3,000 RPM, it didn't, you know the drill. But so what would happen is that they would read the magazines, Hot Rod Magazine, Popular Hot Rod and Carcraft. And by the time they got to the back cover with all the promises that are, that are stated in the ads, they figured that their engine would have around 800 horsepower. You know, I see the same thing happening in agriculture. Based on the claims of the ads in the magazines and at the supposed, and I say supposed, growers meetings, because they're more, more often than not, they're nothing but a sales meeting, right, trying to sell you something, which I'm not against selling you something, but, you know, we need to have some more data than just, hey, buy this. So, the, you know, based upon that, you go through the magazines and let's see, this fungicide gives you 10 bushels. The planter will give you, the new planter will give you 25 bushels. Their nitrogen, our nitrogen will give you 12 bushels. You know what it's all about. Add it all up and every farmer should have 600 bushel corn and 200 bushel beans. And if they don't, that's simply because they never got through the whole magazine yet to the back cover, right? Your buzzword 
in agriculture today is sustainability. Though it has different meanings, no farm or ranch is going to be sustainable without being profitable. It's that simple. In any business, it is not the revenue you generate, but what you keep that counts for sustainability. And that is what this show and my website are all about. Without mentioning any names, some of the most revered farmers in regard to yield do not have a balance sheet that is in lockstep with their agronomic prowess. Let's face it, there are three things in the formula for sustainable operation. They are agronomics or animal husbandry, the price you get for what you produce, and your input costs. But there should be another category, because most look at inputs as fertility, chemicals, they'll include fuel, or maybe the cost of a payment on a machine. All right, but what is your machinery cost per whatever the metric is for what you raise? For example, it is easy to figure out your break even on the farm by adding up your purchases and then dividing it by either the acres, heads of cattle, or yield. You know, we always talk in this community about ROI, return on investment, but there are two different types of return, direct and indirect, and likewise, either black ink or red ink. What I'm going to do today is show you three basic areas where if you farm 1,000 acres of corn and at today's Chicago Board of Trade price of $5.29, that trade just looked a little bit higher than that, but we'll use that, that if neglected will evaporate, evaporate a major portion of your good farming and marketing skills. So if you want to truly bring your operation to the next level, sit pat through the break and never forget agriculture runs on machinery but profits on reliability sirius xm's potus presents a brand new show i'm dan abrams chief legal analyst for abc news host of live pd on a and e and a lot of other stuff so much of what we're seeing in the news has a legal component we're going to be taking the big political news of the day and looking at it through a legal prism every news story becomes a legal story that's what we'll be digging into on the dan abrams show where politics meets the law weekdays at 2 p.m east exclusively on sirius xm's potus 124 this is Jimmy Stern inviting you to join me every Saturday night for the Saturday Night Polka Party right here on Channel 147 World Radio. Saturdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They repeat that show on Sundays at 1 p.m. Join me on the Saturday Night Polka Party. That's Saturday 6 p.m. Eastern. Again on Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern. Only here on Rural Radio Channel 147. Hi, this is Red Stegall. I want you to join me every Saturday morning at 7 o'clock Eastern, and together we'll explore the life of the American cowboy through his poetry and his music on Cowboy Corner Collections. These are shows that we've recorded and aired over the past two decades, including the music and poetry of our friends as well as myself and the boys in the bunkhouse. With stories by America's great storytellers, join me as we ride through the West on Cowboy Corner Collections, Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern on Rural Radio. Hi everybody, this is Marty Stewart. Join me as I travel coast to coast, city to city, exploring America through his sounds and stories on Marty Stewart's American Odyssey. Then stick around for the Marty Stewart Show, bringing the brightest stars and the best music straight into your home with the help of my fabulous superlatives. 
It all starts Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, right here on Rural Radio. All right, welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the Hot Rod Farmer. And as I said in the opening segment, what we're going to do is I'm going to be representing a few different areas to you that can very easily evaporate your profits from your farm if you are not careful. And uh, a little backstory on this is that these are all true life examples. They all did not happen to the same farmer, but over the years, a lot of farmers uh, contact me with problems they have with machinery or questions or what have you through my website, through my podcast or my writing. And I also have the same thing happen through the car magazines, but I'm not gonna be concerned with cars. I'm concerned with farms. And the thing is that uh, they are all real life stories, but they did not, as I said, they didn't happen to the same farmer. Thank God. But they very easily could have happened to the same farmer. But the take home message here is that they were all avoidable. And I'm going to go through three different areas. And this was a, a part of a, a, a talk or speech I gave at Commodity Classic two years in a row. And then I also, I think I did it three times. And one time was at a booth, uh, a booth presentation, but two times were at the main stage on Commodity Classic. And I'm going to be taking the same seminar in modified form and taking it on the road. I'm in discussions uh, with a couple of people to sponsor that and help me bring that, bring that out to the agricultural community. So that's where this is from. But these are true life stories. They're not fabricated. And we're going to jump right into it. And as I say, I'm going to repeat once more, they were all avoidable. And the avoidability is what I'm discussing about. And that's the indirect return on investment. You put a fungicide on your crop, you get a yield bump, that's an ROI. You avoid these things happening in your shop and those expenses, that is indirect ROI. You're not making any more money, but you're keeping more. So I want you to think through all of this. It is not what you make, but what you keep that counts. And when I did this on the main stage at Commodity Classic, I had the audience repeat that after me every time I said it. So I would say into the microphone, it's not what you make, but what you keep that counts. And then I'd have them say it back to me loudly. And I want you to do the same thing. Okay, so we're going to go with, and the basis that I'm going to be talking about here is corn, because I had to choose one crop, and we're going to use a thousand acres of corn. And we're just using that for easy arithmetic to, and I want to drive home a message here, that it's your thought process that I'm trying to modify, not the amount of acres that you farm. So I'm going to call this, let this not be you. All right, the first thing is your farm truck with failed slash weak injectors on all cylinders, and that cost you $7,000 to fix. Now, you may say, you're crazy, $7,000. Well, if you have a newer electronic diesel, and it's an eight-cylinder, and you have to replace all the injectors on it, you're going to be six to seven, eight thousand dollars $8,000, maybe even more, with parts and labor. Now, remember, in most instances, that's a very labor-intensive job, and you have to also replace gaskets you're pulling the manifold off so very easily can you get to the seven thousand dollar figure and if you don't want the figure make it five thousand four thousand it's not going to be a thousand all right so keep that in mind so how was that avoidable 
Well, the failed weak injectors were avoidable by properly treating all of the fuel that went into that engine. And I'm using a farm truck. It could be a sprayer. It could be a tractor, what have you. So this is your farm truck. You go to town pickup truck, your work truck that you're using on the farm. So you could very easily avoid and have those injectors last the life of that vehicle by properly additizing the fuel and i've discussed that many times on this show and it's a lubricity additive you want to get rid of lubricity you want to add lubricity you want to add moisture i mean get rid of moisture you want to have an injector cleaner in there because keep in mind if you build deposits on those injectors even if you have the proper lubricity at one particular point they're not it's not coming off so so that $7,000 repair would have been avoidable if you would have spent 10 cents, five to 10 cents a gallon to additize your fuel. Okay, next one. Now, stay with me with this, and it's a weak hydraulic pump on your tractor delays the planting five days while being repaired. You now miss the optimal planting window. Now, whatever you want to, whether you want to agree with that or not agree with it, but university data that I've done a lot of research on this and university data says the consensus is that if you miss the optimum planting window by five days, it's by about 0.56%. The, the industry claims a little bit more than a half a percent of yield per day that you missed the optimum planting window. So let's just stick with that. So I did it by five and that came to 2.9% of a yield drag because you because you missed the optimum planting window. Now on a national average of 170 bushels per acre, if you did 2.9%, and I'm rounding these numbers, 2.9% of 170 bushels per acre, that this would cost you a yield drag of five bushels per acre, all right? So five bushels per acre would cost you a yield drag. And why? Because the hydraulic pump failed on the tractor and you could not plant. Alrighty, so now how would this have been avoidable? It would have been avoidable because now the cost of the repair would have been the same if the pump is a thousand, two thousand, four thousand. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about not missing the optimum planting. When it's like saying, well, if the ambulance started or if the fire truck ran and we got to the guy's house, the house would not have burned down. So that's what I'm talking about here. All right. So now the cost of the repair, I said, would be the same, whatever number you want to assign to it. But how would you have avoided that by doing a fluid analysis on the hydraulic fluid during the winter? The fluid analysis would have found that the pump is starting to go away because it would have seen it would have seen uh, uh, metal fragments or aluminum fragments, whatever it may be, however it's failing before the planting season. And then you would have repaired it, replaced it slash repaired it before you went in the field. And this is how things snowball. Like I said, just like, hey, you know, if the fire truck started, the house wouldn't burn out. If the ambulance didn't get stuck, then the guy wouldn't have died. Well, these are, these are, this is the indirect ROI. You missed that planting window. Whether you want to argue whether it's a 0.56% a day or what have you, it makes no difference. You missed that planting window. You're going to have some sort of yield drag in theory, right? And or you missed a harvest window, whatever it may be, a frost is coming and you're doing sweet corn, whatever it may be. But I want to drive this home is that this extrapolates out into big losses. So five bushels per acre because you missed that planting window. And if you have done a $27, let's say $50, 
fluid analysis on the hydraulic fluid on the tractor, you would have found that. All right, before, before the middle of the winter when there was snow on the ground. All right, next scenario, I've had three scenarios. The combine goes into limp mode during harvest. The dealer replaces multiple sensors and the ECU and it is still not repaired. This costs the farm $4,000 and the combine is not repaired. All right. The true cause, a high impedance ground, is found by accident when changing a part. So if during the initial diagnosis, a voltage drop test would have been would have been done, it would have revealed the weak ground, the farmer would have had the combine fixed, and he would not have spent $4,000. And the thing is that this, this poor gentleman was in the Western Corn Belt, and this extrapolated out for weeks. It was a nightmare, because I think, if I remember correctly, it was a few years ago, he was taking off some wheat, and he wanted to put a short-season soybean in afterwards, and this all got delayed because of this bad ground plus he wrote a check for four thousand dollars all right so we have the three things that were avoidable if you would have advertised the fuel then the injectors wouldn't have failed if you would have done a a fluid analysis you would have found the bad hydraulic pump and you wouldn't have missed the optimum planting window and if during the diagnosis that the that a a voltage drop test was down in the combine the farmer wouldn't have spent four thousand dollars for parts he did not need plus have that like like connecting flights in an airport right you miss one it's it's everything else was light for him okay let's look at the financial impact here because that's really what we're talking about sustainability and they said we're going to use a thousand acres of corn and you modify it if you do 500 acres you change the numbers if you do 10,000 acres you change the numbers so a thousand acres of corn with the five bushel yield loss at five dollars and 29 cents a bushel all right will cost the farm twenty six thousand four hundred fifty dollars that is your loss 20 i'm going to repeat it twenty six thousand four hundred fifty dollars because you did not want to do a forty dollar probably thirty five dollars forty or fifty dollar fluid analysis during the downtime in the winter all right you have an injector repair which was unnecessary because you didn't advertise the fuel that cost you seven thousand dollars and an unnecessary repair for a poor ground cost you four thousand dollars you add those all up and on a thousand acres of corn the total loss to the farm and this is all avoidable all right repeating it all avoidable is thirty seven thousand four hundred fifty dollars so almost $40,000 evaporated from your bottom line because you didn't advertise your fuel, you didn't do a fluid analysis, and you didn't check, no one checked the ground circuit. So now let's say, for instance, that you farm 2,000 acres. The, all right, the injector repair would be the same, the ground would be the same, but your delayed planting window would now really really impact you and i'm assuming that hey once you start to plant that the good lord gave you beautiful weather right so that planting window didn't extrapolate out into long into a longer period of time so you're sitting down are you ready those three things if that happened on your farm collectively which you know is very very easy to happen it's not a lot of things happen to go wrong failed injectors a hydraulic pump all right and a poor ground circuit would have cost your farm sixty three thousand nine hundred dollars so 
How? So are you willing to throw away $63,900 on 2,000 acres of corn because you don't want to do that? And I hope for your sake and for the sustainability of your operation that you are not. Now, I'm being tough on you because it's tough love, but I want you to be profitable. This Urban Ag Report is brought to you by FMOWheels.com, the digital CSA for urban communities supporting urban farmers everywhere. Agriculture requires energy as an important input to production. Fuel or electricity is needed for machinery and equipment to heat or cool buildings, lighting on the farm, and indirectly in the fertilizers and chemicals produced off the farm. Crop operations consume much more energy than livestock operations, and energy expenditures for crops account for a higher percentage of farm operating costs. Direct energy consumption includes the use of diesel, electricity, propane, natural gas, and renewable fuels for activities on the farm. Solar energy can be used in agriculture in a number of ways, too. Solar energy can cut a farm's electricity and heating bills. Solar heat collectors can be used to dry crops and warm homes, livestock buildings, and greenhouses. This has been the Urban Ag Report on Rural Radio Sirius XM Channel 147. Follow us at urbanagreport.com. Pro Rodeo fans, watch the Cowboy Channel anytime, anywhere with PRCA on the Cowboy Channel Plus. Live stream the Cowboy Channel or watch your favorite PRCA rodeos on demand. Classic PRCA rodeos added weekly. Get the PRCA on the Cowboy Channel Plus for only $9.99 a month or save 25% by signing up for a full year. Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. This is Justin Mills, rancher and host of the Working Ranch Radio Show, inviting you to join us on Saturdays at noon Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147. We'll go in-depth on topics that are relevant to the sustainability of our beef industry. Plus, we'll hear from meteorologist Don Day on the long-term weather outlook, and the captain, Tim O'Byrne, with Working Ranch Magazine, will offer his thoughts in Tim's Two Cents. So join us on Saturdays at noon Eastern for the Working Ranch Radio Show on Rural Radio Channel 147, Sirius XM. All right, welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. So hopefully those numbers really resonated with you, and I know they would resonate with your banker. And I, you know, and I don't want to belabor it anymore, but it's like anything in life. It's the details make the difference, and the little things. And just remember, and I've always I said this on the show before, and I've said it many times on my Idle Chatter podcast, is that historically, that most machinery breakdowns and failures are avoidable. All right, because they they happened because somebody ignored something, and historically, it is not bad luck. It's just a lack of recognition of what's going on. So I just I don't want you. There's more profits fly out of the farm shop door with mismanagement and the bigger the farm shop the bigger the door is and more profits could fly out so you run those those numbers for yourself you look at them and if you want to argue with me it's hot rod farmer at farmmachinerydigest.com but now we got tex rabinowitz from ripsaw records he's coming in and he's gonna put to have you put your thinking cap on for a toolbox test question come on in buddy tex All righty, Tex. Thank you so much. All right, so you ready? Here's a question. 
The weather is getting cold tonight, and you are glad that the heater in the combine works well. You have about another 20 acres of corn to go, and harvest 2021 is complete. You could almost feel that warm bed and soft pillow now. Suddenly, the warning chime goes on, and you look at the engine temperature gauge. It is climbing with authority towards the red danger section of the gauge. You kick the header off and throttle down the engine. The temperature is still going up and the heater discharge is getting very hot. You shut the engine down thinking that you blew a hose, but you do not smell any coolant. You go and look and everything is fine. Everything is there. The belts and hoses look fine. Since it is not too late, you call four friends and this is their advice. Farmer A says that the thermostat must have failed and that is why the temperature rose so quickly. Farmer B says that Farmer A is wrong. Once the thermostat is open, it cannot close until the engine cools off and then it would fail. Then it could fail. Farmer C is sure the water pump went and the coolant is not being circulated. And Farmer D says that you ran, you ran the engine too long and too hard and it just needs to cool down. So you guys give that some thought and I'm not going to be able to do a, a reader's letter today, a special delivery letter, because I have a couple of them and they're quite long. And I think what I'm going to start to do is uh, do them earlier in the show possibly so I do not run out of time. But Farmer A is correct. Either the spring jammed in the thermostat or more commonly, the seal for the wax pellet motor that opens the thermostat failed and the wax escaped. The molten wax works against the spring and forces the thermostat open. As the coolant warms, the wax melts and as it cools, it solidifies. So when you have something like that happen, where you all of a sudden spike the temperature and there's no there's no problem with a, a drive belt for the water pump failing or a hose or, or a leak, let's say a hose blowing or a radiator popping a leak, then 99 chances out of 100, the thermostat failed. And what will happen is that there is, it's a what's called a poppet style thermostat and is a wax motor. So it's a little wax pellet. And as the, as the engine coolant warms up when you first start the engine, what it does is it melts. And, that, and when that wax melts, and it's all calculated for the rate of expansion of the wax and the area of that little capsule, which they call a wax motor motor they call it a motor because it's actually doing work it's opening the thermostat against spring pressure and what will happen is that wax starts to if that seal goes bad and that wax starts to leak out then the thermostat will not either fully open it'll close because it closes against spring pressure but if it had a, a catastrophic failure as it was in this particular combine where the seal just gave up the ghost on it then the thermostat will slam close because that wax pellet is working against spring pressure so keep that in mind and often a lot of thermostats on any type of application not just a combine they are ruined during a coolant change because what will happen is the people run the engine and the temperature spikes and when the temperature spikes and the thermostat is older then what goes with the seal for that the seal in that wax motor i'm going to use the term a gasket it's really not truly a gasket the seal in the wax motor becomes compromised and even if it's not compromised over time from the thermal cycles of it being exposed to heat that that seal may deteriorate and then wax may start to leak out so always keep that in mind that's why it's a good idea to uh to 
to change a thermostat every three, four, five years, all right, depending upon the hours of use, because that seal is going to be compromised. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. And I want you to know that the hot rod farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher, and my beloved, beloved America. You have a blessed day. Be safe. And remember, it's not what you make, it's what you keep that counts. Never forget that. Bye-bye. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to a very special show. Country music history comes alive with stars, songs, and stories. You know, we're blessed with great stars here on our show tonight. The face and voice of country music on TV and radio. Having a good time? This is going to be fun. Country Music Hall of Fame member Ralph Emery. Sunday right here on America's only agribusiness and Western lifestyle network, Rural Radio. There's more to come here on the Ralph Emery Show. The Market Day Report, five hours of news that matters to rural America. The markets, the lifeblood of information for farmers and ranchers. Global markets are really in turmoil yet again today. We drill down past the numbers and see what's moving these markets. When this thing starts to turn around, you better look out. And a weather report tailored to fit the needs of family farmers. Very active weather day across the majority of rural America. Market Day Report, weekdays, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio. The Rural Evening News, the only primetime newscast that matters to rural America. That report is out, caught me by surprise. Grain and livestock markets kind of going all over the place. The weather outlook for the coming days. This system is really picking up some steam. And Western sports. An incredible ride you will have to see to believe. In one jam-packed half hour. The Rural Evening News, weeknights at 7.30 Eastern. On Rural Radio, Channel 147, the Agribusiness and Western Lifestyle Channel. Tune in for Commodity Wrap each weekday morning at 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central, and every evening at 5.30 Eastern, 4.30 Central. I'm Marlon Bowling, bringing you the latest market details and talking with a variety of market experts on location at the CME Group. From grains to livestock and everywhere in between, your rural radio team will keep you informed of the latest developments the minute they happen. We're gathering the news and insights you need to stay ahead of the curve and protect your bottom line. It's Commodity Wrap on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 1.